Hello and welcome to the Chip Away podcast. My name's Adam and I talk with passionate construction professionals and try to chip away at what it is to build, create and shape the landscape we live in. My guest for this episode is Nick Moore. This is the first episode in a series of podcasts that I have titled The Path. Nick at this time is just weeks into his carpentry apprenticeship and I thought it would make a cool series that tracks his story through his apprentice journey as he progresses to becoming a qualified builder. I got the idea from Concord Carpenters series, Green to Great, which I thought was awesome. And so I wanted to replicate something similar in a podcast form where I check in with Nick a few times a year to see how he's going on. Nick worked as a driller for a number of years all over the world but decided to chase a dream that never quite left him since he was a young fella and that was to give carpentry a crack. Nick is all in and I appreciate his perspective having already climbed the ladder of one career and knowing what attitude it takes to succeed in a work environment. It was great getting to know Nick. I reckon he'll make a great participant in this series and I can't wait to follow along with his journey and hope that this series can be something that's relatable for apprentices out there and serve as a story for those thinking about a career in construction. Nick, um, I've kind of introduced you already um, in the introduction, but um, I want to talk more about what we're doing here. This is kind of a series that I'm intending to continue on for as long as I can and really it's about tracking your apprenticeship and your journey through carpentry I think um, it's a great idea like I said in the intro I, I got the idea off um, a Concord Carpenters YouTube channel um, and they have a series called Green to Great which is basically very similar to what I want to do here and and just speak to you as you progress through your time as a carpenter and kind of share that information with other people and and share that journey with you so really appreciate you kind of um agreeing to do this at least we'll get the first yeah. episode out and see what it looks like so i would appreciate if you could just give us a bit of a kind of a background um on yourself or even first um what are you doing right now um obviously you're an apprentice carpenter um so uh, what kind of work are you doing um so far or, or what's the company that you're working for kind of their line of work yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for choosing me for this awesome series. It's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm in my second week of uh, carpentry. Uh, currently, we are building a card deck with a storage um, room workshop underneath. Mm -hmm. um, I came in just when they're finished uh, pouring the ground beam, so I was taking the boxing off, stuff like that. We've already. Um, put the sub-flooring on, did the frames, and now we're just finishing the joists for the actual car deck. Mm. And so I've just been, yeah, doing the uh, main apprentice stuff, like doing cutting the dwangs, cutting the frames. And mm -hmm. today I was actually, um, the foreman said, oh, I'm going to let you go for it. You can frame out the bottom piles for the cladding, and you kind of just left me to it and came every smokehead come down and be like, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job. Um, just remember about this 12 mil that you need to leave along there. And so mm. it was actually quite probably the better, the best day so far has kind of just let me to it, kind of seen that, okay, I'm not fresh off 
fresh out of the um, school or anything like that, kind of know mm. what I'm doing. So yeah, he's letting me run away with it. Really awesome. That's pretty cool. That's the. It sounds like at least where your company's at, that's a pretty sweet um, place to slide in and start because you've really started from the ground up in terms of your current build. You know, getting to do a subfloor is a that's like carpentry one hundred and one. So that's an awesome place yeah. to to get into it. Yeah, yeah, he does mainly does all residential so it's not as many new builds but it's mainly like uh, renovations and stuff like that so it's quite good to get in a company that does renos so you learn i think you learn more doing a renovation than you do a new build yeah i've I've yet to see yeah no i i would have to agree i think there's um there's a lot of facets to carpentry but getting to do renovations you really have to yeah it's kind of a different ball game you have to be switched on you have to be able to tie in with existing buildings you have to do a lot of work that you just don't ever get to touch if you're just building new houses on repeat so um yeah yeah i say it a lot i've said it on this podcast before if you're an apprentice and you get the opportunity to go and work for a company that does renovations alterations extensions all that good stuff definitely do it because it's it adds so many more skills um to your skill set that you can take on and you can go and do new builds and really you can do anything because you're you're learning you know how they built back in the day and it's good stuff i love it um yeah that's very cool yeah cool so i'm hoping um if you could give us a bit of a, a background like you say you're not fresh out of school um so i'd like to get into your backstory and your kind of uh your previous job, um, you were a driller. So I'm pretty ignorant into what that job would entail. So I'd love to hear all about that. And then if you could lead into how this carpentry journey all come about. Yeah, well, I I grew up actually wanting to be a builder. I think it was in mm. college. I then changed uh, to wanting to be an architect. And then out, out of college, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. I Went to Burger King for a while. I'd uh, done some dispatching work at a warehouse. Uh, worked at a hotel. Went and I even went to uni for a year and a half, but I just couldn't think of anything that I wanted to do. And then my girlfriend at the time actually seen uh, something on one of those seven o'clock current affair programs that there was. When was this? Would have been two thousand eleven. That there was actually a shortage of drillers in the South Island's west coast there was meant to be 20 drill rigs coming up and they didn't have enough drillers to uh, man the drill rigs so there was a big, big thing big push about a drill school down in Greymouth and she's like oh I think this is something you should go go into and I was like oh I just brushed it off and she actually signed, signed me up behind my back <laughs> and so I think I was about a month later I got a phone call saying hey you've been accepted to the drill school and I was just like Oh, I don't remember signing up, but school, sweet as. So it was, uh, yeah, July 2011, moved down to Greymouth, um, did the drill school, which was real eye-opening. Like, you got wheels, tracks, rollers, class two, forklifts, like everything under the sun, lift there, a higher crane, all those kind of credits. And it was kind of, like, I didn't realize how much I wanted to be a tradie until I was doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't actually learn anything about drilling. It was just like a pre-trade kind of course, like bookwork theory and all that kind of stuff. Then I moved back up to Wellington and got a job up here with a drilling company. 
and kind of jumped into it. And I was one of the first, or one of the newer, like younger guys. They're all quite old. And um, obviously with the older generation, they're kind of a bit more grumpier, a bit more like loose, short fuse, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit older, um, got a bit more short fuse. So I was kind of, yeah, jumped into there. Um, so we got a driller and an offsider. So the drillers will be on the drill rig. An offsider would be like um, getting all the gear ready, putting the drill rods on, changing the mud in the system, running the rods in the pipe and in and out of the ground. So I started with that. Um, just worked my ass off. It was long hours. I definitely wasn't used to yeah, 10, 11, 12 hours a day. And then, um, yeah, within six months, they flew me over to Papua New Guinea and kind of said, you've done pretty well. Now's your chance to drill. And within two days, I was running a drill rig with uh, four Papua New Guinea Guinean laborers. And I was kind of right as a single swim. So, and I definitely swam from there. And yeah, that was um, quite an eye opener over there. And ended up doing six hitches over in Papua New Guinea. Worked for, um, well, worked for Exxon Mobil drilling uh, geotech holes for the biggest onshore drilling rig in the world. And um, like drilling on live well pads and stuff like that. So I was only 23, 24 at the time. So kind of, Doing that was, I kind of felt like, oh man, I've really made it in this industry. Mm. And then, um, yeah, kind of came back, was doing heaps of earthquake strengthening in Wellington, um, all that kind of stuff. So it was quite big micro piles underneath buildings, geotech coring holes. And so I got to use like quite cool machinery and quite expensive pieces of kit as well. And then um, met, uh, when I was yeah back in Wellington, met my missus and she was actually moving to London. So I said, Oh, I'll come over with you. So I went over there actually going to, I was actually going to do something completely different, but I fell into drilling over there as well. And I was definitely, yeah, one of the younger people drilling over there. And um, I remember my old boss saying, if you can drill in Wellington, you can drill anywhere in the world. And I was always, always like, I don't know what you mean by that, but mm. Wellington definitely has some of the worst ground conditions for drilling in the world like there's right. fractured rock fault lines running through everywhere sand gravels so yeah going over to london and showing this little kiwi dude getting full sticks of core recovery when guys that have been drilling for 20 years over there struggling to get like half a meter was actually quite cool mm. um came back over did my two years over there came back over here um started with another company up in um transmission gully the Richard Transmission Gully, all the news that's going on, it's quite difficult. Mm. Um, ended up being drilling there for a year and a half, and then I moved up to Foreman. So I was in charge of about, I think uh, we had about 30 guys at one stage. I was in charge of all them, charge of five draw rigs at a time, um, ropes crew, grouters, mesh, meshes, shock creators. So it was quite an eye-opener from there. And, yeah, and then I think at the time, uh, the new kid was coming and I was like, oh, now's, now's really, now what do I do? Like, do I stay on and do, I was doing 12, 12 days on, two days off. I was clocking over 60, about 60 hours a week. Mm. So I was kind of never home and I was going, ah, oh, with the newborn, like this isn't the lifestyle I want. I want to be home at a reasonable time to like, play, like have a bit of a play around with it. 
before we put it to bed. And so I was like, nah, this is it. I'm going to do it. And um, my mates handed my number to his Mitre 10 rep. And I hadn't heard anything for months. And it was just after I got the foreman role. Uh, the guy that I'm now working for, he uh, gave me a call and said, hey, got this apprenticeship role starting early next year. Um, would you be keen to come aboard? And I said, oh, I've really just, I've started this foreman role. I want to see where it goes. And he said, oh, well, sweet as we'll catch up later on, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Caught up in the new year and I had a chat to him and I was just like, oh, wow, this actually sounds like a real cool opportunity. Like working residential, um, you just it's real cool, like quite a small company, but just does real cool work. And then I said, oh, but with the baby, I just want to kind of save money. He said, no, 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 it's all good. I don't mind waiting for someone like you. You're, you've got life experience, you're older, you've done form and rock and kind of see that you're going to be a good fit for this um, building opportunity. So, yeah, the baby came a bit early and he said, oh, just take, take as much time off as you want. So I had five weeks off with the kid and, yeah, just started last week. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite a, quite a big big story and definitely a big jump, but I think it had to be done. Yeah, yeah. So the, the driving factor was kind of the family that's really what tipped it over the edge in terms of how you, how you put your time or do you, do you still have it in the back of your mind? Like you said, when you were in college, you were still, you were thinking about building or architecture. Yeah. But. I think, um, yeah, we, we bought our house three years ago. And as soon as we bought it, I wanted, I was like, I'd always say, I'm always um, wanting to do stuff. So my teenage years, I was always fixing up cars and stuff like that. But as soon as I bought a house, I was like, right, let's go make, improve this thing. Let's start ripping down some walls. Let's start rejimming. Let's start painting. So I built a few retaining walls, um, ripped out the wall and the bathroom, redid that. And I've taught myself to pretty much do everything. I tiled, I've plastered, I've painted, I've put in new doors walls everything like that and it was kind of that was also a key factor that like i wanted to be a builder and now i'm doing it in my own house like why am i not doing this for a living i love mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. so it was quite yeah that was definitely a factor and also yes um a bit better hours and only um weekend work as well like it's optional not we're drilling it's like you kind of told you've got to work the weekend mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oh, that's cool, man. I, I um, take my hat off to someone like you who's willing to make that change for something you obviously really wanted to do. You know, like you say, I'm sure you yeah. could have kicked on in drilling and then made really good money and um, probably, you know, that lifestyle would have appealed to a lot of people. But um, mm. yeah, it's interesting that um, you're willing to do that at, at a pretty crazy not a crazy time, but at a pretty busy time, like you just have a newborn kid and you're like, Hey, I'm going to change my whole career. Like, uh, yeah, that's a big, yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially after COVID as well. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. When we were in lockdown, I was like, Oh, there goes that opportunity. No one's going to be wanting to take on apprentices anymore, especially if they're trying to like find it hard to find work. But no, he said it's actually works picked up for Mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's actually like wanting another whole new um, crew as well, and he while he was waiting for me, he's even got another two guys before I came along. So it's definitely um, work. And then now that apprenticeships are free as well, like it's yeah. just even a bigger bonus as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I guess that helps facilitate people who are um, who are thinking about that change. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so i mean how's it been so far i know you kind of touched on it in the early stages um but yeah how's has it been even not so much the work itself but just the the change in in lifestyle um like so your your partner is she staying at home with your newborn is that all kind of yep 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 she's um on the uh, maternity leave so she's uh she's booked off for a year um, just so it's if after six months she wants to stay on longer, she can do that or go back to work. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's quite um, definitely a change. Like being home at five o'clock is amazing instead of finishing work at quarter to six up in the northern end of uh, Transmission Gully and taking an hour to get home. I wasn't home till 6.30. And then, like, I wasn't able – she would always have to cook dinner. And now, I'm, now it's like the opportunity is that, even I can cook dinner now, which is yeah. I've never had the opportunity to do yeah. stuff like that. So it's yeah. quite, yeah, it's just a different change. Even building now, it's just a slower pace. It's just, yeah, it's just loving it. You can have a radio on, which we weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. Don't have to wear a hard hat. I can wear a t-shirt. It's just, I'm really loving it. It's such a good um, vibe as well with the guys. Good, yeah. Good banter, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, you know, being allowed to have a radio on and stuff like that. I think um, when you're in building, it's something you take for granted, but there's a great freedom in that work environment in terms of being allowed to kind of express yourself or have those opportunities. So I just want to listen to whatever music I want to listen to. I want to wear kind of whatever I want to wear within prison and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, I can imagine coming from different backgrounds not necessarily drilling but it's it would be a um yeah a nice change in that respect and and like you say there's the camaraderie is is great in our in our game because you work so closely with other guys all day long and there's um there's plenty of opportunities to really get to know um your workmates um so yeah 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 especially like in drilling you kind of up up in my last um, company in Transmiss and Gully, it was kind of, you get thrown around a lot of different people, but you kind of, because the work's so loud, you can't really get to know them and stuff like that. And you've yeah. been pressured to get the meters, get the meters, just go, go hard, go all day, every day. Whereas building, it's kind of like, you get two smokos, which like, I've never had a morning smoko before. It's either <laughs> you don't have a lunch break at all, or you, um, you eat while you're working, in my last company, yeah, you had, a, you had a lunch break, but it was only if you could get back to the yard. So it's kind of like having two breaks in a day is actually quite cool. I've yeah. never had that before. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you can, like, get to know the lads. You can go to the shop when you want and stuff like that. It's quite, mm. like, yeah. yeah, just like an awesome way an awesome way to work, I reckon. It's like you do just well, – I mean, I'm definitely – must get stressful later on when you're, like, running jobs and you've got, like, a big – something else but at the moment like yeah like my stress levels have plummeted which is amazing for me as well my headspace and everything like that so it's quite, quite yes. cool yeah yeah it is fantastic absolutely i think without a doubt um speaking for myself at least my apprenticeship was like yeah that was the best time in my work life just because you got to you didn't i mean you kind of do because it's within the scope of your work and it's what you're working towards to achieve but you don't really have to worry too much about timelines and thinking about really anything outside other than developing your skills as a carpenter yeah uh, which is really fun it's almost like 
it's like going to work and getting to do a hobby every day and getting paid for it. Mm. You know, um, it's, yep. it's, it's bloody brilliant. Apprenticeships are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So, um, so I'm, I'm wondering kind of what's the, it'd, it'd be quite interesting. I feel at this stage, if, if this series does get to carry on um, to have you maybe forecast what your goals are um, in carpentry and kind of, um, hmm. yeah. What, what do you see this career change being for you in the long run? Um, I think definitely. So I'm on my trial at the moment. So, he said, as soon as I've done my trial, we'll get signed up to BCITO and start that. And I think, like, I'm actually looking forward to doing this paperwork, mm. like doing things in my house and not knowing, like always asking people for advice, like, how do you do this, how do you do that? And then actually having the paperwork in front of me and going through it, I think, yeah, I'm actually going to really like going through it and learning and studying, which... um yeah, I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, once I get that started, I'll get that ball and roll. Um, future things would be, yeah, definitely get qualified, um, try and get qualified as soon as possible, but also just learn as much as I can about everything. Eh? Like I'm always keen to learn about different stuff. I'm always asking questions. I'm always I'm at quite the perfectionist as well. So I'm mm. always like if something's not straight and something's not level, I'll, I'll rip it out and do it again. But so I'm like, right, I want to learn all the tricks, learn all the tips, and just yeah, do that. And then hopefully later on down the line, become a foreman or run my own kind of jobs like that. But yeah, at the moment, it's just learn, learn, learn. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm keen as as well, like just head down, just keep going. Like I'm that kind of person that I don't get kind of sidetracked much. So I think like I'm actually looking forward to the book work, which most people. I've heard struggle with trying to like keep up with it. Whereas on, yeah, really looking forward to it. But I mean, in a year's time, when you come back to me, I might be like, oh yeah, actually I said that then, but now it's different now. <laughs> Hopefully not though. Yeah, no, I, maybe not. And I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking as you're talking, I think perhaps a lot of it has to do with that. You have that life experience already, you know, a lot of apprentices yeah. uh, straight out of school or straight out of pre-trade courses um and perhaps at least in my experiences i've worked with apprentices who didn't like school all that much and hated book work so yeah for yeah. them to kind of come home after slogging it out for nine hours and then get, get on the books is like um it just doesn't really happen um so yeah for you to have that life experience and you know being an older guy um I feel as you get older, it's a lot easier to set goals and really stick to them and kind of have a drive and, you know, really know where you're going. Whereas a lot of young guys struggle because, you know, they're, they're just worried about the weekend. Um, whereas yeah. you have, you know, something concrete in front of you. So, um, yeah, I, I like that, that, that forecast that you're looking forward to the book work. That's mm. pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And I, f I feel like as well, like being, older i don't know it's something about an older apprentice you kind of you have to make it work like i've got a mortgage mm. i've got a family it's kind of if i don't make it work it's kind of on me that i failed whereas if i was straight out of school and i was 18 i'd be like oh i've got ages left like if this if it falls through and i lose my job or something like that it's kind of 
you can pick yourself back up and do something else. But because I've got that stuff behind me, it's it's like a um, the yeah the fuel and the fire. I've got to really make this work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot more behind the choice you've made. You know, where a lot of people do just fall into a trade um, uh, because it's. I don't know, something um, kind of easy to get into or if they didn't like school, if they, you know, can't go to uni or they don't want to, then mm. a trade is an option for a, a lot of guys. But for you to really make that deliberate choice like you have, um, yeah, I'm sure, like you've said, that's really appealing to your, to your employer as well because, um, you know, he's not worried about you turning up late or, or you know, being hung over or anything like that because, you know, you've... Um, you've got a lot more to worry about than that. Um, so you're committed yeah. to learning the, the tasks. So yeah. Um, yeah. Hats off to your employer for, for really being keen on, on taking you on as well. I reckon that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, in, he's um, similar age to me. He's got two kids as well. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he kind of knows where I'm coming from. And I mean, if I, if I'd actually started building out of school, I could have been, yeah, like I've got a mate who, left um in sixth form and he's got his own building company now and the same with this guy he's my age he's got his own building company now so it's kind of mm-hmm. in the back of my mind now and i'm just like oh man if i'd started this earlier like where would i be now instead yeah. of being 32 and starting an apprenticeship i could have been 32 with a, with a company or something like that so it's quite it's quite yeah interesting seeing being someone your boss's age and being like oh you're at the top i'm starting at the bottom again yeah true yeah yeah yeah, it is interesting that yeah definitely yeah there is a yeah i I myself i wasn't like that late to the game but i probably started um, my apprenticeship when i was 22 23 uh just about to turn 23 i traveled in a previous life and kind of um never really knew what i wanted to do um but yeah you're right there's guys who kind of left sixth form exactly and um you know, have at the same age as me and they've been building for 10 years. So it's like far out. Um, mm. Yeah. If I, if I could do my time over again, I would have left school as quick as I could, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, I was only in school because it was a, it was a gap filler. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, asking even then I say, you know, I would have, if I had my time again, uh, hindsight's a great thing because, you know, asking like a, 17 18 19 year old oh what are you going to do for the rest of your life uh at least in my situation i just had absolutely no idea um so i think mm. again to say kind of your situation now you have that life experience now you really know what you want to do you put everything behind it so yeah you're really setting yourself up and and i'm kind of interested to know i mean i know it's early days and you've just made this change but what would you say to kind of other people out there who are thinking um about a similar change in career perhaps and and even right now um for trades you know like you say apprenticeships are free um Mm. what would you say to to other people you you know you've done it and like i say it takes a takes a lot of guts to make a make a move like that um what was the process behind that other than what you've said and, and what would you say to someone else thinking of something like that i'd say if if you got a partner or, or like a family or something like that, you sit. I'd say sit down with them and say, look, I'm thinking of, I don't like what I'm doing at the moment, or I want other opportunities, and definitely talk about it because 
yeah, like someone might be keen um, to do it and it might not be the right time or it might not be the right um, place to do it. But I definitely think, yeah, if you're interested in it, like building come true, even just any apprenticeship at the moment as well, um, I'd say now might be the time to do it, eh? Like it seems like there is a shortage out there. There's kind of this older generation that's starting to leave the trade and they're kind of not as many young people coming in to fill all the gaps. Like we've got all these houses to build. There's a shortage of apprentices, um, especially like even my boss saying he's uh, he struggles to find a qualified builder in Wellington. Like there's just, he's like, oh, you've got to try and advertise, but then they're all in their companies um, doing pretty well so they don't want to jump ship or anything like that. Mm. But I think, yeah, definitely... If anyone's thinking about doing an apprenticeship or carpentry, now's the time to do it. it doesn't I'm proof that a 32 year old can um, start again, start at the bottom. Like there's no age. I'm sure, there'd be even older guys doing um, different things. Going, oh, well, actually, I thought about doing that. Maybe now's the time to do it. As long as you've got the attitude and um, the motivation behind you, I reckon go for a day. Uh, yeah. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, good answer. And I, I feel, I feel, I feel the same. It's it's definitely a great time to do it. Um, you know, I kind of wonder why why there is this shortage. Um, you know, whether it's a societal thing with with a younger generation who kind of maybe carpentry or, or the trades just aren't really appealing to younger people anymore because it just sounds like a yeah. lot of hard work. Um, which is a yep. shame. You know, I. I kind of wonder how we get younger people into this um, industry because it is a growing industry in this country and there's so many opportunities, like you say, you know, you, you went to school with guys who are now running their companies and, you know, they're young, young guys and, and women who, uh, you know, like you say, if you really bring that work ethic um, and that kind of good mentality and that good attitude, you can do so yep. much in, the, in this industry, eh? Like once you once you've done your time and and um, that's under your belt, there's you can take this anywhere in the world. You can, like you say, you can run your own company. You can go and be a QS. Maybe you can, you know, study uh, further on to yeah, be a project manager or, or anything like that. There's so many opportunities in the construction industry. So yeah, definitely take it. Yeah, on. I think yeah, people just think oh, building is just yeah, just oh, you're building, but yeah, like you say, there's so many different branches that you can go off. You can start as an apprentice, but then you can yeah go into QS, go into project manager. And um, I know a guy that now working, he was a builder, and now he's working um, for the council as an inspector. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many different opportunities. And one of my mates is qualified builder, and he's decided to go be a Sparky, and so now he's done his starting right. his um Sparky apprenticeship because right. he's like oh well, there's I also have more than one qualification. Like, what's stopping me? So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool seeing like different people branch off. And yeah, like you say, I thought I think it's just this younger generation. Maybe like we grew up with. I grew up without um, internet until I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, didn't have a mobile phone. The first mobile phone was a brick. Didn't have the internet on or anything like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, this younger generation um, kind of got it pretty good in life. So they're kind of 
yeah, not motivated. They're kind of like, why should I do hard work when I don't need to? But I've seen, yeah, and there's a, there's that BCRTO ad, I think it is, um, about like, you don't have to go to university. You can be a trade. A trade is just as good as a university degree these days, I reckon. I actually think it's a trade qualification is actually better than a university degree, in my opinion. Yeah, you man. Get, you get a, yeah. You do more, um, you can see more, it takes you more places, in my opinion anyway. That's just mm-hmm. that's just me because I, I went the uni part and, yeah, I just wasn't for me. Tried mm-hmm. but failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I love that ad. Eh? Uh, I think it's great, you know. Like you say, I mean, there's there's guys who, you know, left halfway through high school and now they're running their own companies and, you know, someone in a similar age just has maybe perhaps they did the uni route and and fair enough um uni is for some people and good on them and you can be successful with um with hard hard work um but yeah there's a lot of people who are way too overqualified to be pouring cups of coffee with like a fifty thousand dollar student loan debt um (laughs) you know they're pushing 30 and it's like oh man it's it's a real shame whereas there's so many opportunities in the trades um Mm. you know how many what other industry can you leave halfway through high school and a few years later you're running like multi-million dollar jobs uh it's um yeah it's pretty unique in in that respect you can really go for it uh, if you put the work in um yeah yeah, I i don't know what it is with the yeah, I feel like an old man saying the younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I'm older than you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But I just don't know. Um, yeah, how, I think there's there's something that perhaps people who aren't in the trades don't realise how great a hard day's work in the trades actually is. Um, you know, a lot yeah. of people are quite put off by that idea, but... Um, yeah, especially if you're, you know, I find it when you're with a team um, that you really get on with and it's a bunch of guys and girls just going at it real hard, working hard all day. Um, there's no better feeling at the end of the day, especially when you can stand back and be like, yeah, we did that. Um, yeah, it's a great trade to be in. Yeah, and that's one thing I like about boating is you can actually stand back. Like I was, I'm quite surprised how fast frames go up, eh? Like. I've seen, um, like, gone, like, driven through new subdivisions and been like, oh, yeah, the frames are up. Well, I didn't realize frames can go up in a day. Yeah. Like, it blew my mind when we, we, like, built, like, we did all the studs and did all the dwangs and top plates and everything in a day. And I was just like, holy moly, like, this is, this is actually quite fast and quite cool. And that's one thing I, yeah, I missed being in drilling is you drill on the ground. You don't see anything of what you do. So, all the mm. stuff I've done in Wellington is under the roads. It's under buildings. It's yeah, like these 25 meter micro piles, but they're 25 meters down. So no one will ever see it. But mm. now that I'm in building, like I can actually stand back every day and be like, I did that. And kind of, it's like, like how every other builder, they drive past houses that they've built and be like, I did that. Yeah. So it's kind of like quite cool that I, now I can do that in the future as well. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. I uh, I punish my wife with that every time we drive past the house that I've worked on. I'll just I'll have to shout that out every time because it's yeah. yeah it's great you do you are proud of the work that you do, um, yeah. especially if you you know if you've perhaps been on one particular job for quite a long time. Um, it's it's you'll probably find that as well. You know if you are a perfectionist and if you really do 
fall in love with the trade. It's it's actually quite bittersweet when you finish up a job and you have to leave it. And, you know, maybe you've poured, like literally I can remember jobs where I've put thousands of hours into into one house um, just because we were building it for so long. Um, and you feel like you've left a part of yourself on that build, which is quite cool, um, especially when you get mm. to drive past it every day. But, yeah, there is a bittersweet aspect to it as well. Um, so maybe you'll find that. So um, I'm interested just um, kind of as we close it up, what's yep. your favorite part about it so far? I know you've sort of said that the visual progress is, is great and standing back at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, is there anything that you've particularly found um, great, uh, maybe compared to your old job, like you were saying, and and then also if you've got anything that you're just really not looking forward to or haven't really liked all that much yet. <laughs> um, definitely things that I'm really like, I really like working with actual like hand tools and power tools. Like I've had them like in drilling, you've had them because they fix stuff. Whereas here we have them to build things like. Mm circular saw and the impact and the rip like the rip um saber saw and just stuff like that um i think is i'm really really enjoying doing that and also like being left to my own devices like right do the frame down the bottom for the piles for the cladding like loving enjoying that and like yeah just yeah just really looking forward to it especially buying power tools i can see why people get addicted to it um, now <laughs> i like i started off he said oh all you need is a um, drill impact um circular saw and a saber saw and i've gone out and now i've got like 10 tools before i even started just because i was like oh i want to get the planer i want to get um the oh what's the other one um jigsaw and stuff like that i was like oh, i just want all of them because now that you've got one you want to get more yeah so, yeah, I've already got 10 tools and, yeah, started getting all the hand tools. Um, what I'm not looking forward to, I don't actually know. Like, probably my first injury. Uh, yeah, already, even, even today, <laughs> even today I had the chisel at a wrong position and it bloody slipped and went into my thumb and I was just like, oh, damn it, that's the first of many little cuts and grazes I'm going to get, that's for sure. But. No, like I've already, I've already done a few, dug a few holes, dug a few steps in a thing, and I was just like, "Yep, sweet ass, give me the spade, let's go." So it's kind of not too sure what I'm not looking forward to. I'm sure there'll be something in the future. I'm like, "Oh damn it, I really don't want to do that." But even priming both sides of plyboard the other day, it took me three quarters of the day just with a roller. I was just like, "Yep, sweet ass, give it here, let's go." Yeah, I didn't go. Oh god, this is going to be shit. But mm -hmm. no, nah, I have to think about that one. But no, nah, at the moment I can't think of anything I'm not looking forward to. Which is good, man. It's obviously yeah. a good sign that everything's going well. I'm enjoying it, and I'm done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested just to ask uh, as well. You kind of you mentioned that you um, you enjoy being kind of left to your own devices, whether that be. And I'm just kind of wondering, is that because you've done previous work and you kind of know how you work best or you know how what environment suits you to learn? So I'm just wondering if if that's something that you quite appreciate as someone who's learning to be like, not thrown in the deep end, but kind of mm. have that trust of someone, right, right, here's a challenge, you know, go and do it. Um, 
yeah a lot of people learn in different ways so i'm just interested in what kind of way perhaps you feel you are as a learner and and how you'll kind of leverage off that to progress your skills yeah i definitely think um like i've always i've never been during like college and everything i was never one to like read a book i'd always be like I'd read an instruction and be like, oh, I don't really understand what to do. Like, can someone explain it to me? And so I've like that explain it, but oh yeah, I finally get it. So I'm kind of the person that likes to go out and try and figure things out myself. Like, especially in drilling, man, problem solving is like a daily occurrence. You gotta if your rods are stuck in the ground, you can't see what's going on, you've got to problem solve. So it's quite um yeah, I just like to especially doing my own house, I like to be left to it. I'll just be like, yep, sweet, it's the weekend, start start doing it, kind of left to it and figure things out as I go. So it's kind of, as he's left me, said, yep, um, do this, start here, start there, don't forget about this measurement. He's just left me to it. And that's kind of the way I like to learn is that I'll, I'll try and figure it out myself. And if I can't figure it out, I'll go and ask someone instead of just him being kind of over my shoulder and kind of watching me going, oh, what's he actually doing and stuff like that. It's kind of, yeah, so the way that he's doing it is the perfect way that I learn. So if i got a question, I won't be afraid to ask any questions. So I think that's a very vital thing in an apprenticeship is you got to ask as many questions as you can, even if a foreman gets sick of you going, oh, just leave me alone, figure it out yourself. Like if you can't figure it out, you need to ask the question which I think probably scares some people off. But like, I'd rather ask the question and get it right than do it wrong and have to rip it all off again. Yeah. So, definitely. yeah, but definitely, yeah, being left to it is the way I've learned in the past and it's the way I'll probably learn forever. Mm. Yeah. I like that. That's a good attitude and, and that's interesting that you kind of thrive off that. I found in my own apprenticeship that I feel like I probably expected more one-on-one moments with my say fellow carpenters or qualified guys or bosses um mm. but really what it boils down to um is you kind of have to be quite good at being left by yourself and and realizing that you're not going to get your hand held all the way through um yeah mm. one of the best well i mean i still do it every day i, I still make mistakes all the time and the best way to learn is is from your own mistakes and having the kind of freedom to go out there and make a mistake and and learn from it um yeah yeah, it's it's definitely it's the best way um so that's cool that you kind of already have that um because you know some guys are trying to run businesses guys are trying to get things done um i think a lot of apprentices maybe get left kind of at the gate in terms of oh yeah you should be holding my hand all the way through but um yeah you need a you need to have a little bit of initiative um, 100% yeah. in this game. So, yeah, that, that'll definitely help you out. Yeah, I think if you're, like, fresh, like I said before, fresh out of school and, like, you would jump straight into this, I think if, even even for me, I probably would have struggled. Mm-hmm. But because I've got, like, the construction background and done, my, done up my own house and stuff like that, it's kind of, he's probably maybe knows that, I, I can be left alone. Whereas, yeah, yeah if I was, um, yeah, fresh into it, I think, yeah, definitely more one-on-one uh, would be good. But then 
it's just in my nature and my character that I want to be left alone to do it myself. Kind of see, it's like the sink or swim thing there with the drilling. So it's kind of what's happening now. See the sink or swim. If um, I can, if I can be left alone, and that he can trust me. And so hopefully, get this one job out of the way, and the next one he can then be like, right, kind of like, here's the plan. Do you think you can figure it out or something like that? Well, I think is quite would be quite the next um, quite a good next step for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And and of course, you know, this uh, saying all this, you definitely need. Uh, a supportive uh, kind of mentor or boss or, or guys around you who are willing to do that um, because yeah sometimes you can uh, maybe get set up to fail um, almost and you definitely need that support around you and that backing and that you know okay there's always that opportunity to to learn and and you want to take opportunities to okay if he's if someone's going to show me something I'm going to full-on listen as hard as I can and and mm. figure it out how to do it the right way the first time and then from then on i'll just get quicker at it and i'll get quicker at it um and you might develop your own little way of of doing it as well so yeah yeah having that um flexibility in your ways to learn um yeah that'll definitely stand you in good stead yeah i think that's that goes with everyone else like everyone's got their different way of learning other people might be right i need to I need to see a plan. I want to see a drawing. Even even I like write down everything that I'm doing. All the measurements, I write them down because I've got a real shit short-term memory. I'll, I'll try to figure, um, remember a couple of measurements. I'll go up to the drop zone and be like, oh, I can't. It's just a yeah. layer of numbers now. Shit, what was that? So definitely, yeah. yeah, like writing stuff down. And even when the foreman was, um, when I was cutting dwangs, and he'd shout me a number, I'd say it back to him just to get a confirmation because mm. there's nothing worse than hearing a number, chopping it and giving it to him be like, mate, you're not 10 or 100 mils off, you're like 55 mils. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Fingers, luckily it hasn't happened. There's been a few measured twice, measure once, cut once moments when I've been wrong, but yep. hopefully I can slow. Oh, yeah. That, okay. um that happens to to everyone i'd say exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah definitely uh what's say there? yeah i think um it, when you're an apprentice it sounds funny but um at least looking back on in hindsight you should almost be excited to not know things or you should mm. kind of relish the opportunity where it's like i'm completely ignorant here and it's quite a dichotomy, especially in our industry. We have maybe kind of a um, classical kind of macho stigma or very kind of prideful male kind of attitude, uh, especially among men and especially kind of amongst young men. Um, I always like to remind myself of this because I'm like the worst for it. So, yeah. you know, when when you have a learning opportunity, even if it's someone younger than you or someone less experienced than you and they show you a way of doing something, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you can always learn off someone, eh? Absolutely. Um, oh. It happened to me today. Um, you know, you have to kind of be humble and, you know, realize that, oh, okay, it's a bit of a stab to my ego that I didn't know that or that, you know, maybe that apprentice, uh, he had a real good trick to do this quicker than, than I was doing it. Um, and you kind of have to, um, 
you have to be able to accept that because even though it, it hurts and it pinches in the first moments because you're ignorant of how to do certain things, especially as an apprentice when, you know, you're really learning everything for the first time. Um, yeah. You have to kind of keep reminding yourself that this is like a learning opportunity and, and okay, uh, like it's a, you know, I suck right now, but I'm going to get better because, you know, this is something that I can work on or, um, you know, yeah. here's an opportunity for me to to learn something it's kind of flipping it on its head you know instead of being like oh you're a muppet you don't even know how to do that um or, mm. oh you've been building for this long and you've never done this <laughs> you know i hear that or get that quite quite a lot <laughs> yeah. but, and um you know if you take it to heart you'll you'll miss the lesson there um there's always an opportunity to to learn something and you know you can be building i say i've said it before on, on this podcast my old man's a builder um, you know, he's been building for over 40 years and and he always says to me, he's still learning every day and there's stuff he can learn off anyone. Um, so yeah, oh. uh, I guess that's a, maybe a good way to wrap up is that, um, yeah, basically a, a kind of good luck on your journey. And, um, yeah, if you have that, um, that mentality of you're always learning and you're perhaps always an, an apprentice, if you know what I mean, at heart throughout your journey yeah that um, is that's a good yeah. way to describe it eh? yeah i think so i think i think you'll do well and yeah i'm I'm really keen to um keep this series going and, and we'll definitely check back in a few months and and just see how you're mm. going you know i'm interested I, I think we won't necessarily talk too hard out about you know technical stuff um per se but it would be quite interesting yeah. to find out you know Oh, I'm doing this now, or I can do this, or or whatnot. But just really, just to follow your journey and how you're finding this industry and the culture, and just navigating yeah. all of that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I'm I'm stoked that you've made the change and that you've joined the best um, secret society in the world and the <laughs> carpentry fellowship. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good so on hard. you, man. Um, yeah, hats yeah. off to you. No, thank you. Yeah, even even on Instagram, like. I started that page during lockdown. Um, I think I'd followed on my personal one, I'd followed one person and during lockdown I was like, Oh, I wanna kinda share or show what I've what I've done, like kinda from start to finish of a pair room um in my in my house. So I was kinda like, Oh, well, I might as well start up the page and yeah, the Instagram community for building and tradies is just amazing. Like I use my now my building um tradie account more than my personal one because mm -hmm. these guys are way better than the normal people that i follow like yeah. and just the amount of support that i had and good um good luck messages from everyone when i said oh, right, i'm starting an apprenticeship next week like it was i was i was blown away with the amount of support that i've um had and yeah the amount of giveaways and stuff on instagram is nuts like yeah it's <laughs> awesome eh? yeah Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's a good opportunity for the apprentices to try and nab some tools and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. cool seeing everyone else, what they're up to and little tips and tricks and yeah. Met, um, yeah. Messaging quite a few people and just casual chat and stuff like that. And even had a guy the other day asking me, he's seen me that I'm an old apprentice and well, older apprentice. And he's like, bro, how did you do it? He was asking me all these questions, kind of like what um, we're chatting about now. And I even mm. just said to him like, Oh, we'll look out for an opportunity for you. Um, oh yeah. If, 
um, if you need any advice, be message me and I'll we can have a chat. No problem. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah that's cool. Well. Yeah. I I've really yeah similar. I only just started my Instagram page um, mm. during the lockdown, and I've had a similar response, and it's been great. You know, there's that kind of um, trade secret element a little bit to our industry, but it's fantastic how willing people are to share their knowledge and, and give little tips and tricks. Um, and yeah. it's a great, it's actually, um, a great resource for apprentices, you know, the, um, Instagram and, and YouTube and, you know, guys like Scott Brown carpentry and stuff like that. You can really yes. learn a lot off YouTube. You know, I, um, did a podcast with, uh, Ethan Neal, apprentice Ethan on, um, on Instagram there. And, you know, he said, Oh, um, my first set of stairs that I, that I built was just me and YouTube, just watching YouTube and figuring <laughs> it out. Um, and I reckon that's awesome. You know, um, I think that at least within our own community, we should be sharing our knowledge and trying to build everyone up um, because it, it benefits everyone at the end of the day. So yeah, it's a 100%. cool thing to be a part of. Um, I'm stoked that you're willing to hop on the podcast and, and let me kind of share your journey with everyone as well. And, and a longer format than, than Instagram so yeah thanks no, for doing awesome. it brother no thanks for having me on it's been oh, it's been awesome like like even I haven't really sat down for the last week and a half and actually thought about it so sitting down now and kind of going over the last week and a half and being like oh yeah I remember I did that and I remember like working in the rain last week I was just like oh I haven't done this for a while because I've been mm. driving around in a ute as a foreman so being back out in the rain and on the tools I was just like oh man I'm actually loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's been, yeah. Um, no doubt in the future we can yeah catch up and see where I'm, where I'm at. Awesome. Let's do it brother. Yeah. Thanks again. And we'll, um, we'll catch up soon. That sounds good. Cheers for me. All right, thanks for listening, friends. If, like me, you enjoy conversations about the love of building and creating, then please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a review at wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks very much to Nick for his time and willingness to be a part of the series. We will catch up with him soon and get a few new yarns out of him. Go and give him a follow on the gram at buildmore. Also, go give concord carpenter a follow check out their youtube if you haven't been living under a rock they are the top dogs at all those tool review videos um you're thinking of getting a new bit of kit they've probably reviewed it so go check them out they're on instagram concord carpenter and over at youtube thanks again to you for your time and your support, I really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at Chipaway Carpenter to keep up to date with what's happening on the podcast. And until the next one, keep chipping away.